I want to talk about things uh, to be mindful of. So I just went through and just try to come up with a couple of mind frames and frameworks for you guys. I wanted to share and also some predictions and some things to anticipate for next year. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Here are the threats that I'd be worried about um, for your limitless journey, right? And these are the seven major um, threats to be careful of. When you guys achieve your results, what's going to happen is at some point you hit a plateau and you start to coast. And when you coast, you may uh, your talent may erode, you know, and you may not work so hard on your skill or your craft. And you'll go from being unstoppable to unsure. And so you have to be careful. So number one threat is talent erosion. The second threat is what I call energetic diversion. What does that mean? What that means is um, if you take on so many things on into your life, then your energy of life energy gets diverted into multiple venues and you don't get the traction you really want. So be careful of what you choose to give your energy toward, right? And it's it's really choosing the mighty few in your mission and going all out for those few things. And those things will take your life to such a level to where you can go after other things that you may have deferred in the past, or you can hire people to help you go after those things. So, you know, and, and so what I say is you can do anything you want, but not all at the same time. And you have to do it in sequence. So go after the things that will give you the biggest, you know, traction, the biggest joy, the biggest movement, and then go after the next one and the next one and the next one subsequently versus simultaneously. Number three, the threat of lifestyle complexity. You know, as you guys earn more, make more, become more, you know, you keep adding more things to your life, you know, more apps on your phone, more technology in your home, bigger houses, bigger cars, bigger everything, right? And this complexity can really slow you down. So uh, I really value simplicity at times. So, you know, Focus on, you know, a core set of friends. Focus on, uh, you know, a few locations you want to travel to, you know, buy a fewer things, but things that are more meaningful to you versus many things. And, um, you know, it, it's it's keep your lifestyle as, as simple as possible because clutter, uh, chaos, um, overwhelm uh, can slow you down and it can make your energy state um, not be in harmony. And so we want to avoid that. Number four, the threat of success fed hubris. So nothing fails like success. I'll say it again. Nothing fails like success. So I'll give you an example. Like, you know, I, you know, when we, sometimes when we close on a deal and, and I'm like, so happy, I'm proud. I'm like, oh man, we're unstoppable. Okay. Let's take on 10 more deals. And then, you know, take on the next deal. And then you're struggling on You're like, oh my God, what happened? The last one was so easy. So you always want to uh, figure out what you're doing right, uh, you know, replicate it, be, have an antenna out for 
threats, concerns, instability, you know, things you can't anticipate, have buffers built in, have teams uh, created, and, and really go after things. And just because you hit success doesn't mean you stop. You, it means you pause, you learn the lessons, you integrate, and then you move forward again. But go with the same humble humbleness that got you to the first place without being hubris, which is, you know, overconfidence. All right, number five, the threat of reaching good enough. This does not affect any of anybody in this room because this is for people who, who, who live at comfort, comfortable. Anyone in this room is consistently putting themselves in discomfort, and that's why they're so successful. So that doesn't apply to you guys, but don't get there. When you're comfortable for a long period of time, that's also known as stagnation. Be careful. Uh, okay, reputation deterioration. Um, what that means, guys, is you're going to have haters. You're going to have people chasing you, going after you on social media, in your hospitals, in your friend circles, perhaps even in your family. And why is that? It's just because, um, you know, success attracts, you know, people, uh, attracts jealousy, attracts concern, attracts competition. Uh, and so it's just something to be aware of. And people will just try to go after you. And it's, and it's a normal thing. And I, I think I remember when Anne was, um, had, had a heckler on her social media and, you know, I've done, you know, I've emailed people and, you know, I've had like, hey, unsubscribe me or, you know, doctors in the hospital were questioning, hey, what are you, are you a cardiologist or what are you doing? Are you doing some things on the side? And they're questioning, you know, my, my skills in cardiology. So all of this is normal. And I would say, uh, brush your shoulders off and keep moving forward. Next is the threat of human mortality. Many of you are crushing it in so many categories, but health perhaps is not one of them. And what I suggest is you make health a super top priority because what you're actually doing is not health, but it's energy creation. To do all the things you want to do in life, you need a ton of energy. And since you guys are limitless and you're doing like, you know, things, what most people do in, in 10 years, you guys are doing in one year. So if you want to play at that level, you need unbridled energy. And so to galvanize that energy, I suggest, you know, all the routines we've talked about, energy, sleep hydration, supplements, you know, um, uh, feedback, meditation, mindfulness, uh, f uh, social, you know, taking active, active recovery, like, you know, going in spa, you know, massage, all of these things are, hu are very powerful. And if you do these for a long enough time, you're essentially going to, I'm going to show you uh, another slide in the future about immortality and anti-aging, but that's exactly what it is. It's energy management and, and anti-aging and, and basically having a longer time span on this earth to leave, to get the income you want and the impact you want to leave. All right. So that was my first one. Now I'm going to share with you a limitless quote. And I want to thank Christina because I think I learned it from her, uh, this quote, because I, I think she posted it on, on our group. All right. Here we go. Uh, surround yourself with relentless humans, people who plan in decades, but live in the moment. They train like savages, but create like artists. They obsess in work, but they relax in life. People who know this are finite, but they choose to play infinite games. Find people going up mountains and climb together. And my friends, to, together, that's what we're doing. We're all climbing different mountains. Sometimes we're climbing the same mountain. 
we're timing different mounds, but we're collaborating. We're working together. And I want to honor you and, and um, congratulate you on what you're doing. It's not normal what you're doing. This is not normal. Most people don't talk about this at their dinner parties, right? They're talking about kids, vacations, their jobs, and why they hate them, and looking forward to the weekends, right? You guys are talking about creating epic companies. You guys are talking about, like, you know, living your dreams and your passions. You're talking about geographic freedom. You're talking about giving notice to your work so you can live and travel anywhere you want. I mean, this is extraordinary kind of language. So congratulations and kudos. All right, let's talk about the books. Here's some of the bigger, biggest books that I, you know, I've read or I recommended this year. There's a big list, but I just try to choose maybe the top 12 for you guys, okay? So again, you're getting a copy of all this. Don't worry, but if you'd like to take pictures, you're more, more than welcome to. Um, Unreasonable Hospitality by Will, Will Guedera. I think I've shared this with a lot of you guys. So this is a, a, a guy who had like a five-star restaurant in New York City, and it became world famous because when you went there, you had an experience. You didn't just have a meal. And, and I think there was a TED Talk that I may have sent out that, that talked about some of this, but now he has a whole book on it. So it's really remarkable. It just talks about whether you have a clinic, whether you have a real estate practice or a real estate company, whether you're, um, you, know, you work at a hospital, um, whether you're a coach or mentor, whatever you're trying to do, you just want to take it to that next, next, next level. Because if you deliver out deliver what they're expecting, they're never going to leave you. They're going to refer their friends to you. They're going to, you're going to, you're just going to keep growing your, your fan base. And what we're doing is we're creating ultra fans. You're creating raving fan customers or clients or patients. Okay. Next book, Ready, Fire, Aim. Uh, a brilliant book on just on business philosophy. And it is talking about how to go from a zero dollar business to a hundred million dollar business. And it doesn't matter where you get started. If you follow these principles, you will have seven figures and beyond in any category or thing you're creating. Um, now taking a different spin on things. I also am starting to develop, you know, go into more joy, uh, peace, um, you know, liberation, sort of self-actualization. That's sort of a journey I'm starting to explore. And for any of you who just want to be more happy, Read Joy on Demand. This was started by a guy who he 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 works at Google. He's one of I think um, employee number seventy three at Google or something like that, and um, he's now world renowned to help people with meditation, mindfulness, um, and, and these little micro strategies. Like he has this one strategy where it's like for uh, a lot of people were uh, disgruntled at this employment, and so he went and gave a talk and he said, "I want everyone to have ten seconds every hour." For 10 seconds, wish one of your colleagues or coworkers, like uh, wish something joyful for them, right? And after a week, this uh, a company of 500 people, everyone said, man, they love coming to work again. It's amazing. And it's just like every hour, they did that 10 second little mindful thing where I wish that person joy. That's it. And so he has this book full of all these different strategies and I'm loving reading it. It's amazing. So Check it out. I think it will really help you in your search for joy and happiness. Uh, there's a book, a quick book called The Go-Giver, right? Everyone talks about being a go-getter. And this is a nice business parable. So it's a story. So it's very quick and very nice and very easy. But it talks about being a go-giver. And I think it's just, that's that's who you guys are already. But it's just manifesting that in, in a book. Um, so Grant Cardone came up with a different book uh, than his 10x rule. It's called the 10x mentor. And he really consolidates pretty much everything. He talks about real estate. He talks about mindset. He talks about business, career. He talks about family, all in a cool book. 
And so I think it's really powerful. Really, uh, really recommend you guys read that one. Uh, Alex Horbozzi has been my sort of my new uh, guru that I've been following. And this guy's young. He's like, I don't know, late 30s, maybe. And he's a brilliant uh, business mind. And he has a book called $100 Million Offers. And he's someone I follow on YouTube a lot. And I just love how he thinks. And it just, it's just no nonsense. It's, it's big picture thinking. And he's talking about instead of living in weeks or months, think in decades, right? And he also just talks about, he makes business ideas super simple. So um, super, uh, it, it's a phenomenal book. Uh, probably you need to read it three or four times. Um, if you want the ultimate book on mindset, there's no one better than David Goggins. David Goggins is a Navy SEAL. He is an ultra athlete and his childhood is, is worse than anything you can ever imagine. And he came from that childhood to becoming this, you know, unstoppable mindset person. And so his book can't hurt me. Like when I read it, there's periods of time I had to put it down. It was just too powerful. It was just, it, it blew my mind what he's been through. And it just makes me think I can do anything. If I can, if he can do it, I can do it, right? Then there's sort of the, the two books that are really powerful by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy, Who Not How, which teaches you the power of delegating and bringing other people into your company or your life to do the things you don't want to do or you're not good at. And the gap in the gain is just really reframing your life. And instead of always looking forward and saying, hey, there's a gap of where I want to be and where I am now, it's looking back and saying, my God, look at how far I've come. Look how I was, where I was a year ago. Where was I six months ago? Where was I even three, three weeks ago? And it's always appreciating the journey you've been on, right? And so the book goes obviously into much greater detail. Obviously, it's, it's a fan favorite, the perfect week formula, Craig Ballantyne, good friend and mentor. And he really talks about how to construct this ideal week and how to be super productive with your week. And the last two, uh, mistakes millionaires make. They, this guy interviewed 30 entrepreneurs who are millionaires who, who lost a ton of money and what they did wrong. And you really want to understand that as you guys become millionaires and multimillionaires. And finally, my good old friend, Robin Sherma, the Everyday Hero Manifesto. It's just a, a, human lay, a, a compilation, accumulation of sort of the best of the best of his, his thinking and, and strategies. He's like the quiet and gentle version of Tony Robbins. Who are, who are these gentlemen? Anybody? Warren Buffett, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah. Yep. Right, right. They're on their private jet. They're chilling. They're having some Coca-Cola or, or maybe that's uh, Crown and Coke. Who knows? But here is the, the strategy both these men utilize, right? And, and I talked about it this way. So many of you guys have 25 goals, 50 goals for 2023. Great. Awesome. Keep going. But then what I'm going to ask you to do is step two, circle your top five right? And get rid of the other 20. And then after a little bit of time, working out, meditation, prayer, whatever you guys do, come back and look at the top five and say, great, let's get rid of, uh, of those five, get rid of four of them. So there's really one, right? So essentially four, uh, two through 25 become a avoid at all cost list technically, right? So if you, this is your moonshot goal, obviously you're going to have minor goals, but if there's one goal that Literally, if you did this goal, it would change your whole life. Figure that goal out and make it your number one goal. I, you know, I'll be honest. I, I have about five to seven goals every year, even up to 10. But there's usually one goal that if I had to really force myself to choose, that if I did that one goal, 
it would take me to the, you know, to the moon. That's why it's called a moonshot. So maybe consider your, what we call your prime goal, your alpha goal. Okay. You can have five, six, seven, you know, up to seven, probably. And I'll give you guys seven. But the problem with many of you is you have so many goals and you put your energy toward all of them and you get incremental progress. I'm not saying you're not going to achieve them, but you'll get incremental. And I'm saying, stop playing incrementally. Start playing exponentially. You deserve to be exponentially. Look, I have a friend, Joe Fairless, and he had no business doing anything. And in, I think, six years, he went from mediocre living to you know a net worth of $100 million. And it's because he became monomaniacally focused on one thing, right? So there's persons who they've written five, six, seven books, you know, in, in, in over a three-year span. And it's because that they decided, hey, I'm going to be an author. Or there's a person who took their clinic from, you know, 100K a year to 5 million a year, right? How do you do that? Because it's all you focus on, right? So, you know, there's important to have some well-rounded goals and other goals, but realize that maybe there's one or two of your goals, which are your prime goals. And if you went all in, you'd be sitting next to these gentlemen on this plane. All right. Limitless visualizations. Visualizations are really important. They're also known as VMR, visual modal rehearsal. This, uh, I'm sure Ann Sung, who works for NASA, can speak to this. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of the people who, uh, you know, uh, in the Olympics, like uh, during the FIFA World Cup right now, uh, many of the top sports psychologists are taking their players through a visualization. So visualization is key. If you don't do it, um, you're missing out. And so there is a visualization by Lisa Nichols. She's a, a, a motivational speaker. She is a, a business uh, consultant. She is a person who's really big into visualization. So there is a guided visualization that I recommend you guys do maybe once a week. And there's a link to it here. So it goes to this visualization. So there's a link to that visualization. It's only 10 minutes. And so it's my gift to you. You do that visualization and, and start thinking about your big, biggest dreams in life, okay? All right, limitless performance. So uh, I wanted to introduce you to this, uh, this thing called the blueprint. Guys, anyone ever, ever heard of uh, Brian Johnson or the blueprint? Okay, so this, I, I think the story goes, he was, um, I think he was a, 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 one of the pay, early investors in PayPal or owner of PayPal or maybe PayPal bought him out or whatever. Highly successful in his 40s, but he was miserable. He was overweight. I think he got divorced. And he's like, man, my life sucks. It just I, it just blows. He got a big check, but so what? Right? So then he went on a journey, started researching everything about epigenetics, anti-aging, biohacking. You name it, he's done it, right? Um, and And he really wanted to just figure out how to, like, go back in time and essentially not age and feel phenomenal, have super energy, and just like, just be sort of the ideal, you know, health person. And so he figured out human optimization. And normally people, what they do this, they just keep it for themselves and they do it. Or they monetize it, right? They make it a program that you can buy and, you know, you can run and, you know, he has coaches or consultants, whatever. But you know what he did? He, did, he created a program with a protocol and he gave it away. So I want to give his protocol and share with you guys. So it's it's comp, it's not it, it, it's detailed. It's not necessarily expensive, but it's it's a commitment. But he basically went from the age of 47 to age of 42 based on like 25 different parameters. And so 
Are you going to adapt all of it? Probably not. But can you take pieces of it and make it your own? Absolutely. So I will now share my screen and share a little bit of about the blueprint. So if you click on the link when you get your presentation, it's going to go to his uh, his his starter guide. So this is a blueprint. It talks about you know what he embraces, what he rebels against. It talks about it shows like his his uh, some of his numbers that he's he's measuring. It talks about his anti-aging, like, and this is based on DNA methylation. And then he's also using a, um, there's an epigenetic clock that measures your age. And so he went from age of 47 to age of 43 in, four, I think in like, uh, what is it? Like five months. Uh, talks about sort of the general principles of the program. It talks about the food he eats. And if, you, if you're curious, it's vegan. Um, I'm not saying vegan you need to do, but it's at least the quality of the food really does matter. He talks about the supplements he takes and he talks about the, the testing he does and overall, you know, sort of the, the blueprint as a whole. So, and sort of the, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the imaging as well. Okay, guys. So it's essentially as close as immortality as I'm going to get you guys, you know, in our one hour. Um, all right, let me go back to my presentation. Where did it go? Here we go. So that's it, it, it's Brian Johnson's The Blueprint, okay? I've been studying a lot about economics and uh, recessions and economic cycles. I've had to, I, I did a recent talk for Viking for that. And so I wanted to share with, and I've, I've also talked to a lot of the smartest people in the country in real estate as well as economists. And so I wanted to sort of share some of the best knowledge that I've gotten. So uh, the Federal Reserve, the number one job is to prevent inflation. Now, they're, they're not good at a lot of things, but they are good at this one thing. And so right now, you know, inflation's at eight, nine percent. And, and they, they have very few tools. They have the main tool is the interest rate. Right. So they're doing a monetary tightening policy. And and why why do we even have inflation in the first place? Well, we had the pandemic, which destroyed our economy. But then they infuse so much capital into the economy that it skyrocketed, right? With the opposite direction, as well as you know, when the pandemic finished, there's all this liquidity in, in, in the world. And and it created a tremendous amount of wealth. And that that liquidity in the wealth obviously triggered inflation. And so inflation is more dangerous than a recession. And so th therefore the in the the Fed has to do the opposite, which is um, raise interest rates and create tightening of the monetary policy. So what this is going to do is it's going to decrease overall demand in the economy, right? They, it's hard to control supply. There's some supply constraints because of the war in, um, you know, the war in Ukraine, as well as, you know, um, overall supply chain issues and as well from the pandemic and other things. But supply is really not the issue. There's an crazy amount of demand. So by raising interest rates, they're going to decrease demand. And at some point, they're going to, there's there's no real like they're saying eight eight times out of nine the Fed has tried to do a soft landing and it has not happened meaning they avoid the recession and they make they just slow down the economy gently it it only happened one time in 1994 so it, basically what we have to do is brace for a recession but it's not a bad thing you can see here the recessions are on this graph uh, some are thicker gray lines and some are thinner gray lines. So the thinner gray lines are our typical recession, six-month vanilla, you know, 
sort of a, a technical recession. And that's what's going that's what most people predict. It's going to start next summer and it will probably finish by next December. But uh, the Fed will continue to raise rates probably until second quarter of next year. And, and then once that the federal funds rate is higher than the inflationary rate, then they'll stop. And the, in, what, what the Fed does is they don't just stop. They, they end up reducing rates. Like you can see here, these black lines are when the Fed uh, raises or lowers rates. There's never a plateau. Usually it raises, and then as soon as there's a peak, it, it drops. And so what's going to happen is as soon as they, they notice that, hey, things are really slowed down, inflation is under control, hey, perhaps the economy is correcting, they're going to drop, start dropping rates. And so there will be a lot of opportunities for many of you who are in the real estate game in the next Q2, Q3 of next year uh, of, to pick up uh, deals um, in, in where the rates are dropping, sellers are giving discounts, and it's going to become a buyer's market. Right now, for many years, it's been like a seller's market. Now it's going to become a buyer's market. So here's in a little bit more in depth what's going to happen. So the recession we're thinking is summer, uh, maybe between June and July, and it's going to end by December, January of next year. And then there's going to be an amazing period of time to buy, uh, buy deals, buy properties, invest. The economy is going to recover. Stock market is going to recover. And the new cycle restarts in, in 2024. And most likely, you know, there'll be a huge boom by next uh, 2024 summer, but there'll be uh, already uh, uh, signs of progress in January of, of 2024. Um, so that's overall what a lot of the economists are predicting. And interest rates are gonna drop from that peak of what you'll see for single family homes of 8% probably will be the peak we'll see. And they're gonna drop down to like the fives uh, of interest rate. And um, so that's sort of overall what we're seeing. And in terms of market cycle emotions, you may have seen this infographic before. You know, right now we're seeing fear. We're we're not seeing panic or anger yet. But basically, you know, as, as between you know panic, anger, and all this, this is the time to start thinking about buying and and, and getting into deals and projects because you'll get the the steepest discount at this point. And I'm hoping on our next coaching call because I don't think we have time to do it right now. But these are the questions I expect you to ask me and some of the other top mentors in your life. What's the one thing I believe to be 100% true that isn't true? That is one of the most powerful questions you can ever ask a mentor or a person that you respect, that is that, that you want to be uh, either you, you want to learn from, be like, or you want to be where they are. Because they have insights into your blind spots. And this can completely change your operating system in life because it's our beliefs that can propel us or paralyze us. So if they take a fixed belief of yours that, that is supposedly true for you, but is holding you back and turn it on its head, how bigger, how big can you grow? How fast can you, you know, can you, can you grow your things? It's, it's going to be, it's mind boggling. So Take, write this question down and be prepared to start using it on different people. And I'd be happy if you use it on me. Here's my second question. What would it look like if we're effortless? Hey, uh, Vic, I'm, I'm building my clinic. You know, I'm really worried that, you know, I'm trying to grow it, but it's just it's really struggling right now. Yeah. Well, what would it look like if we were effortless? Yeah. 
or, Hey, I want to buy five properties, but you know, I just can't find any deals, you know? Okay. Well, what would it look like if every single deal came to you easily? Like what, how would that look like? You know, would it be because you have so such good relationships with all the brokers, you you have insider knowledge to all these owners, like what, what makes it, Hey Vic, uh, you know, I'm trying to grow my deal clinic and I want to get to, you know, a million, but I'm stuck at like 200 K. Okay, great. Like, what would it like if what would a million dollar clinic look like, you know, and what how, how would that come to you so easily? Well, it's because, well, everyone in the city knows me and I'm getting all these patients and I don't know what to do with them. Okay, great. So it's like asking these kind of questions and, and then giving you in, new insights. And the final question is, and I've talked to you guys many of this, is from Peter Thiel. Uh, excuse the typo there. He's not a thief. He's, uh, he's a Thiel. And um, he's uh, uh, one of the guys of PayPal as well. How do I convert my 10-year goals into six-month goals, right? And it's not like going crazy and just overworking. It's like, hey, how do I systematically think about doing this in a much more rapid frame of mind? And it's also being uh, ambitious with your, with your goals versus, you know, uh, having, quote-unquote, achievable goals. Achievable goals are boring. We want things that are a little bit, that scare you but they're not impossible. Okay, here's a couple of frameworks and then we're gonna wrap up here. I know we're running a little late. All right, so when you guys are in suffering, when you guys are not in a good state, here's the ultimate antidote. One, get perspective. Like if you're feeling like uh, anxiety, nervousness, depression, pain, suffering, worry, where first of all, where is it in your body? And then just envision it and just try to make like, like shrink it down and then eventually like pretend like you just squeeze it and destroy it number two change your physiology and focus right three breaths like you know uh you know four like a four count in four count hold four count out right and then just think about like things that you're grateful for and it's it's oppositional thinking what you're doing and you're changing your your physiology right when you're thinking of stress and worry and anxiety and and suffering that means your uh your probably cortisol is being stimulated your epinephrine, norna, epinephrine, sympathetic drive, your HRV, if you're having a whoop band or a aura ring is probably showing like low HRV, like, right? You have high sympathetic tone, less parasympathetic tone. You want to change all that, right? Change your physiology. And then three phrases like, uh, I won't give this, you know, or them or that power over me, right? It's not worth it. Life is too short to suffer, right? You can be in pain, but you suffering is a choice. And how do I know this? Well, if you read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, you know that this guy was in the middle of a concentration camp and he figured out a way to live in a beautiful state. So I, I don't care what the heck any of you guys are going through. You've never been in a concentration camp. So there are people there that, you know, the, they barely have enough to live, but they figured out a way to get out of suffering. So suffering is a choice. Pain is in, can sometimes happen in your life. and I think you guys have the bulletproof mindset that if any of you became paralyzed from the leg legs down, I think you would take, you'd be upset for about six months, maybe a year. And then you'd figure it out. You'd figure out how to be happy even without no legs. I have, that's my belief in you guys. So it's, that's the kind of thing. And so, you know, it's, you know, and also you're hundred percent responsible for experiences. So, you know, when you're suffering, that means you're, you have a pervasive thought process that's polluting your brain. And the question is, can you change that pervasive thought process, right? Um, and then the antidote, it's accept and appreciate the things you used to judge, right? So it's 
you know, it, and I was telling this to Param on her coaching call today. It's like change, you know, exchanging your expectations for appreciation, right? And and then yeah, like literally, the more you judge, the more critical you are, the more negative you're going to be. So stop judging, right? Because when you're judging, you're you're you have an expectation. If it's met, you're okay. If it's not met, you're not okay. So that judge is really killing you guys. So it's it's you know obviously we want goals to be achieved and things like that, but it's the time frame sometimes that really hold us back. So maybe liberalize liberalize your time frames. Give yourself some compassion. Stop judging so much and sort of accept accept things and then make them better. And then finally, you know, we always talk about these wins and you think it's all like, you know, woo-woo thinking, but really you can only build on success, right? And so, and it also gives us a frame of mind. If we always think that we're failing, then what what gives us energy to go forward, go forth and achieve more, right? So appreciate the wins, appreciate the micro wins, the macro wins, uh, the team around you, your resources, your strengths. And then once you celebrate all that, then, you know, you can go after uh, what you want. So that's sort of the things. Okay, here's the pyramid of mastery. Many of you guys work on finances because that's what you care about. Or, you know, hey, I want to donate to 17 charities. Great. But if your body sucks and you and your wife don't talk and, and you don't know how to manage your time, you have no business going after and donating to charities. Right. You really have to do some of this foundational work. So think about some of the foundational work when you go after things, right? Um, money is important, but a lot of, there's a lot of things like your energy, your your, your 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 emotional capabilities in life, your physical body, your sleep. You handle these first, a lot of this other stuff becomes easier and you have more resources to devote to that. Um, there's something called the 80% rule. Obviously, you heard of the 80-20, which is a Pareto principle. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Sometimes 80% is good enough, meaning when you do like a PowerPoint presentation and, and, you're, and obviously you can, you can spend 20 hours on the PowerPoint, but if you just devoted four hours and it got to a really good PowerPoint presentation and that 80% may be good enough, but let's say this is super important and you really want to kill it. Okay, well, if you devote, uh, if you get it even 80% better from the first time around, your second 80%, That'll make it 96% really awesome. And maybe that takes you now, instead of four, maybe that takes you eight hours now. But that's probably good enough. But if you try to keep improving it, that's there's a law of diminishing returns. So stop doing that. And a lot of you guys, for example, you want to start a company, you want to start a logo, you want to start something, but you keep improving, 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 and that delays the onset of it actually taking life. So stop doing that, right? So the first 80% usually is good enough for many people, for most things in life. But sometimes if you don't need to do the second 80%, fine, but stop there. These subsequent 80% that you try to improve upon are law of diminishing returns. Many of you are, tell me, you know, uh, you, you submitted your form. On a scale of one to 10, how was your last 90 days? Oh, I was a seven, I was a six. Or, you know, and, and when I look at you, what you've accomplished, I'm like blown away. I'm like, okay, so why is that? Well. There's something called the plateau of latent potential. What that means is God's delays are not God's denials, essentially, right? So you have your results and you have your time. We want things to happen like yesterday, but sometimes, you know, things are improving, but we're not seeing them improve, right? Because on an exponential curve, at the very beginning, it looks linear. And so 
and and sometimes when you're doing things, you actually break things or make them worse before they actually get better. So this in this valley of disappointment, there's this time delay and time lag, and that's why you guys give up. So, um, you know, sometimes people don't give enough time for their miracles to manifest. You need to have some patience and know that, like, it's almost like, you know, the, the story of the bamboo tree, right? The first three years, you don't see any growth in the bamboo tree. But in the fourth or fifth year, it shoots up like 30 feet. And so realize that underground, the roots are growing, the stability is forming, and that explosive potential is happening. And finally, guys, the last one is this. In business and in life, um, the more moves you can look ahead and anticipate, the more you are becoming a master, the more you can have a more of a a less bumpy road to in your in your in your victory trajectory so you know when you first think go about it you have you're not thinking at all any moves ahead and then slowly you think one to three moves ahead that's amateur four to five moves ahead is a pro six to ten moves ahead is a master 11 to 15 moves ahead is a grandmaster right so when i was sharing with you some of the things about the economy you can see i'm looking already at 2024 right i'm not saying i'm a grandmaster or anything like that but what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to anticipate what's happening. I'm trying to make uh, predict predictions, uh, educated guesses. I'm learning and leaning in on expertise from all over the world, all over the country. And I'm using it to be prepared. So I'm anticipating and I'm, you know, I'm uh, responding versus reacting, right? So these are the tools and techniques I want you to start adapting so you guys are ready in whatever field you're you're trying to accomplish, okay? So guys, that's that's my little spiel. I hope it helped. And um, happy for any feedback because buckle up. 2023 is going to be amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.